All right, fellow fact checkers, we've got a brand new sponsor, and I am excited to promote this product. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Now, Fox and Sons Coffee is a family-owned and operated small business selling whole bean, organically roasted, amazingly good coffee. On their website, Steve, the company's founder, describes how his love of coffee started with special Saturdays with his dad when he was growing up. Steve wants to share his love of coffee with you and the entrepreneurial spirit with his sons. Check out the website, foxnsons.com. And take a look at their best offer. A monthly subscription for three bags of coffee with free shipping for $38.89. Also, Steve's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. He follows us on the morning after as well as here on Fact Check This Podcast. Steve is a great dude. Great company to support. So go check out Fox and Sons Coffee. And get your morning started off right with a bag of delicious Fox and Sons Coffee. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and I think it's only fitting that in the wake of the admitment that Pfizer did not test for transmissibility, which, interestingly enough, got hit with a fact check whenever you I posted uh, the original Blaze article that went through the whole dialogue of the Pfizer executive admitting that they did not test for transmissibility. That the, <clears throat> the fact check said that they never test for transmissibility and that that's not part of the testing that they do. Congratulations, fuckers. Why'd you spend literally a year telling everybody that if you just get this, you will not get COVID and you won't be able to transmit COVID. If you're going to, if that's the the selling point, if that's the information that you're going to be giving out, if that's the reason that you're going to try to push through legislation to mandate a vaccine for everybody, maybe that's something that you should know. But nonetheless, as promised, I said I was going to talk about the dystopian vision of the health information police. Uh, this is, it's fairly long, so it's mostly going to be me reading on this one and i'll give a little bit of of an analysis at the end but it is kind of a it's a really good article i'm i'm trying to not do not do uh exceptionally like woke leftist articles for this little series i'd rather do stuff that have more agreeance on Uh, so we're gonna just jump right in we're gonna read through it and then i will kind of pick it up from there and see where we go So, the dystopian vision of the health information police. Uh, This is from the Brownstone Institute, for those who aren't watching the video, written by Laura Powell. Uh, Came out just just a month or so ago, in September 24th. When Assemblymember Evan Lowe, the principal author of California Assembly Bill 2098, told the California Senate Committee that his bill was really straightforward, very straightforward, Many of, us in, many of us in the gallery failed to restrain ourselves from expression, expressing our incredulity. You can tell I just woke up struggling with the words today. He delivered this statement at the conclusion of a hearing that lasted over an hour, during which seemed no two senators on the committee had the same idea of how the law would operate. Assemblymember Lowe had struggled to respond to questions from the committee and had often restored to simply reading the text of the bill. That June 26th hearing presented the only time any legislators any legislators questioned the bill during its entire passage through the legislative process. 
Imagine that. Assembly Bill 2098 would empower the Medical Board of California to go after the licenses of physicians who disseminate misinformation or disinformation regarding COVID-19. The bill, in its latest iteration, defines misinformation as false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus contrary to the standard of care. The inscrutability of this definition lies at the core of the bill's opponent's concerns. And this is where I'm going to stop because for for the first little like interjection this is the thing that they keep running with and and have run with for over two years now it's trust the science trust the science misinformation is false information that is contradicted by the contemporary scientific consensus contemporary scientific consensus so if something had been true at some point even say three years ago but now the scientific consensus says that it's not. They've changed their mind, whether there is actual science to back up the changing of the minds. And it's, again, scientific consensus. So if you have the actual doctors and researchers and physicians and real experts out here saying, hold up, pump the brakes, this isn't right, this isn't good, it's the scientific consensus. This is this is like massively slippery slope type stuff. So anyway, we're going to keep going. Uh, no clear scientific consensus exists with respect to this novel virus. And even if it did, it may be proven incorrect later. That keeps happening. I mean, I, I just opened this, opened it with talking about the, the lack of testing on transmission, which has Everything about the vaccine has effectively, everything that we were told about the vaccine at the beginning has effectively been proven false as we've, as we've gone. And they've changed their definition as we've gone, but that doesn't change the fact that everything that it was sold as and pitched as and the reason that legislation was being pushed through for it was completely and totally wrong. Without clear guidance regarding what would constitute misinformation, physicians can only guess if they risk losing their license for expressing their good faith disagreements with positions of public health officials. Even if, in practice, the medical board only applied the law to speech that the First Amendment does not protect, the law's vagueness would render it unconstitutional because it would tend to cause doctors to censor themselves. The million-dollar question remains unanswered. Who would be targeted by the Assembly Bill 2098? On one hand, the California Medical Association, the bill's sponsor, cites the example of doctors who call into question public health efforts, such as masking, as creating the need for this bill. Likewise, the taxpayer-funded lobbying group, County Health Executives Association of California, decries a small minority of medical professionals who have led some Californians to reject public health measures, such as masking and physical distancing. The analysis of the bill from the Senate committee in discussing the need for this bill cited the example of the state of Florida refusing to take action against the license of Florida's Surgeon General for, among other things, questioning the value of face masks in preventing the spread of the pandemic. The idea that the effectiveness of masks in preventing the spread of COVID is part of the contemporary scientific consensus confirms physicians' fears that they would risk discipline for questioning any edict from the public health uh, from public health on COVID. And the really fun thing about Florida, especially uh, especially funny that California 
in trying to put this bill forward brings up Florida as an example is California did all of this crazy bullshit and Florida really did little to none of it and infection rates and death rates and everything else were almost flatline even between the two there was no discernible difference between the California and Florida rates as far as COVID transmission, COVID cases uh, per capita, mind you. Um, I mean, all of these things were almost almost equal. And in fact, I think in, in a lot of cases, Florida was a little bit better. So it's funny that they bring up COVID or, uh, Florida when anybody who just knows how to read basic numbers could have debunked that pretty quick as saying, hey, they didn't actually do that bad, though, compared to, you know, California, or especially compared to like New York and New Jersey. I mean, look at the look at the stats for those states. And oh, Lord, they did really bad. On the other hand, when critics of Assembly Bill 2098 argue that questioning the effectiveness of masks falls well within the bounds of legitimate difference of opinions, proponents poo-poo their concerns about the law being applied in an overly broad way and insist that the law would only be used against truly bad doctors. Again, bad doctors is going to be whatever they decide is somebody going against the scientific consensus that often doesn't even exist. But imbuing... But imbuing bureaucrats with power while trusting they will not exercise it would be incredibly foolish. Some, such as Assemblymember Lowe, Bill co-author Assemblymember Akila uh, Weber, and a representative of the California Medical Association, imply that this bill would only apply in cases of intentional harm. There is nothing in the letter of the law that limits the bill's reach to situations where someone is harmed or where the information was disseminated knowing it was false. Intentionally misleading would fall under the definition of disinformation as opposed to misinformation. An earlier draft of the bill mentioned harm to a patient as a factor for the medical board to consider. See, this is an interesting caveat as well, because anytime you bring up harm to the patient where the shot is concerned, they go to great lengths to explain it away as why that was, it's something else, it's something else, it's something other than the shot that's causing this. This isn't, you know, SADS isn't a real thing. Uh, it's it's always something else. Myocarditis just naturally happens to be on the rise. It, it doesn't have anything to do with anything else that's gone on over the last year and a half. So, you know, when, they, when they're talking about like, it will only apply in cases of intentional harm, that can be flipped back on them the same way it's been flipped on the uh, on the vax. In that, what's harm? How can you prove that the harm was intentional? How can you prove that the harm even came from this? Maybe it's just something. Uh, you just had that heart condition all along, and it never had presented itself until now. Just bad luck, bad timing. Members of the Medical Board of California itself have expressed confusion about how the law would be applied and withheld its support initially. NBC President Christina Lawson, an attorney 
who has been a driving force behind this bill, claims to have clarity about how it would be applied, but apparently is only willing to discuss the matter in private. Naturally, we have to pass the bill before we can find out what's in it. While most proponents say as little as possible regarding Assembly Bill 2098's implications, one group is more vocal and less guarded in its statements. Two self-described frontline California doctors, Nick Sawyer and Taylor Nichols, formed No License for Disinformation, NLFD, in September of 2021. As the name suggests, the organization's purpose is to promote policies that use the threat of medical license revocation to discourage doctors from spreading information it believes to be false. Sawyer has twice testified before legislative committees in favor of Assembly Bill 2098. NLFD's prolific tweets and other public statements paint a dystopian picture that reflects opponents' worst fears of the type of authoritarian regime proponents wish to impose. NLFD pushes the idea that there is, as Sawyer described in his testimony before the Assembly Committee on April 19th, a well-coordinated and well-funded network of doctors who promote anti-vaccine conspiracy theories, so distrust in the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and federal government, and ultimately the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, how do I find one of those doctors from this well-funded network to be my primary care doctor? Because that's everything I want. And I feel like that's a complete crock of shit. Like that is actual conspiracy theory bullshit, right? There's not there's not this huge like legion of of anti-vax doctors. In fact, and they're definitely not like out there pushing stuff. You you have to be incredibly quiet about that, or you will actually get your license revoked. I think it was in the state of Washington that they revoked a pediatrician's license just because he wouldn't follow the vaccine, the children's vaccination schedule uh, to a T. He would explain everything to the parents. He would show them all of the all of the shots that their kids were going to be getting. He would give them all the information about it. Be like, look, this is what's in it. This is what it does. These are what your the risk categories are for all of these things. This is what you know, like natural immunity would do if your kid actually gets this. And this is, these are all of the statistics and this is all the information. And you as a parent can decide, do you want to get your kid all of these shots or not? He wasn't like refusing to give shots to children whose parents wanted them to have them. He was just presenting all of the information and saying, this is what it is. Do you want to do this or not? And a lot of parents would go to him because they didn't want to do it. And and because they knew the the information that he was presenting, and they revoked his license for sharing honest information with his patients. That's that's the uh, no license for disinformation target. That's who they're going after. Anybody that wants to present patients with actual scientific data and give them real research and information, you are spreading misinformation and disinformation and you should have your license re revoked and, and you should be removed from medicine. At the outset, note the irony that NLFD frequently criticizes conspiracy theorists while promoting its own conspiracy theories. The NLFD not only wants to silence those who undermine faith in public health measures, but anyone who sows distrust in the government. Let that sink in. NLFD's tweets elaborate 
on its conspiracy theories, which are, like most conspiracy theories, built on weak evidence that magnify tenuous connections. A recent tweet shared a long thread posted by one of its founders that purports to uncover a web of right-wing disinformation purveyors funded by oil money. It implicates, among others, anyone associated with the Great Barrington Declaration or Brownstone Institute, and specifically names UCSF professor and doctor uh, Vinay Prasad, journalist and author David Zwick, and John Hopkins epidemiologist Stefan Baral as part of this cabal. On August 13, 2022, Tweet promoted, uh, promotes a Substack article written by NLFD research consultant Allison Neitzel, which calls America's Frontline Physicians, Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, the Unity Project, the Big Four responsible for physician-led attack on public health. NLFD has often identified these four as its primary targets, sometimes adding the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons and Urgency of Normal to its hit list. NLFD asserts without any basis that these groups work together. And if you look at the members of all of these groups, this is the this is the really interesting part. Okay, so dipshit one and dipshit two who founded the NLDF or NLFD. There, there's nothing spectacular about them, right? But if you look at the the people who are involved in the Great Barrington Declaration, the Unity Project, uh, um, America's Frontline Physicians, like all of these different, uh, Stefan Baral, Vinay Prasad, uh, David Zwig, like when you look at all of these people, these are impressive people. Like these are, these are top flight, like top tier physicians and researchers and uh, that these people are the science, right? Like Fauci hasn't worked in the actual medical field for 40 fucking years. He's been a bureaucrat for almost literally his entire career. I think he was, I think, I think he, he, he took kind of a similar tract as Joe Biden. Like Biden got his law degree. He was a, he was in law for like two and a half years or so. And then went straight into politics. I think I think uh, Fauci was on a similar track. He he got his uh, he got his doctorate, and then he was a like a he was a practicing physician for I want to say four years, but I think that might actually be longer than what he was a legitimate practicing practicing physician. Uh, he may he may have only been a researcher. He might not have actually been like a physician physician. I got to go back and look. Uh, I've, I looked at too many of these. Um, things get jumbled especially on my sleep deprived brain but anyway he was only in like actually in medicine for a very few years and then he went straight into bureaucracy and he's been a part of the cdc and in uh, nih and and all these other organizations and running stuff for for the 40 years after that like he's not but the people who they are attacking the ones who they are going after the this nlfd or are targeting as the uh, the proponents of misinformation and disinformation and this uh, you know cabal of well-funded <laughs> the cabal of well-funded i like how they it it's they there is they say this with no irony like they definitely didn't read the the time magazine article that talked about the the actual cabal of well-funded people that uh, fortified the 2020 election but this these people are the well-funded cabal that are trying to sow uh, disinformation and ruin the American medical society. 
fucking insane. Some of NLFD's targets, such as the urgency of normal's leadership, are mainstream physicians. NLFD dismisses them as ranging from formerly well-respected immunologists to outright frauds. It links to a long thread from one of its founders that accuses urgency of normal for being part of a right-wing operation to promote an anti-mask narrative. And the really funny thing about these long threads, I mean, these guys operate mostly on Twitter. They they have these long threads that they do effectively like a New York Times Blake Masters hit piece style of a thread and just try to like point out all the things that are bad about these doctors while none of the things that are bad about these doctors are actually bad for anybody who's like been paying attention for the last two years. And the things that they do try to point to as being like legitimately bad, there is no basis for any of it. None of it has, it's, it's all, it's all liable really. Like these guys should be, these are the people instead of Alex Jones getting sued for and being told he has to pay a billion dollars for, uh, for libel or or whatever uh these are the people who should be attacked like these are the ones who are who are actually spreading the misinformation and disinformation and <clears throat> and slandering the good name of well well respected doctors and physicians and and scientific experts carrying on um it complains that cnn gave dr Jeannie noble associate professor at UCSF, a platform. It retweeted a tweet calling for Dr. Lucy McBride to be reported to the medical board for opposing mask mandates in schools and responded with a link directing the public on how to do so. It dismissed every doctor who participated in a roundtable hosted by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which included Dr. Tracy Hogue as COVID deniers and disinformation doctors and warned that no one should accept medical advice from any of them. These attacks contradict any claim that NLFD claims only wants to silence doctors who peddle dangerously false medical advice rather than those who have good faith disagreements with official COVID policy. The inclusion of the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, Sinetra Gupta, Martin Koldorf, and Jay Bhattacharya, at the top of the NLFD's hit list is puzzling. Not only does the declaration espouse a conventional viewpoint, None of the Great Barrington Declaration's authors is a practicing physician, and therefore, like, uh, and therefore, law like Assembly Bill 2098 would not affect them. NLFD has called out the Great Barrington Declaration around a dozen times and frequently targets Stanford Professor Bhattacharya in particular. He earned a medical degree but does not practice medicine or hold a medical license. Uh, so, Dr. J. Bhattacharya is a he's a Stanford professor, as it says, and he's. Uh, he does a lot of research, but he's not a he's not a practicing physician, right? Good candidate to replace Fauci, I would think. Uh, NLFD doesn't just accuse Bhattacharya of being wrong; it accuses him of intentionally lying, calling him a disinformation doctor and a prominent purveyor of COVID nineteen disinformation, accusing him of telling lies that have killed people, along with uh, Vinay Prasad, and insinuating that he should be reported for perjury. In addition to its direct attacks, NLFD has retweeted dozens of criticisms of Bhattacharya and seemed to delight in journalists getting Twitter to temporarily suspend his account for a minor oversight. NLFD's messaging has an unquestionably partisan slant, despite claiming to be nonpartisan. Imagine that. It has posted dozens of tweets critical of the Republican Party, 
Some of these criticisms do not clearly relate to the organization's mission of combat of combating misinformation. Woke leftism is a fucking brain bug. So once it gets in, it just destroys everything in there. And that's, I mean, that's what you've seen play out over the last two years. For example, this August 8th, 2022 thread attacks Republican lawmakers for opposing a drug pricing con control provision in a bill. The same day, another tweet alleges that the GOP doctors caucus is allied with uh, with pharma bro Martin uh, Shkreli, and they attempt to tie this issue in with their mission by asserting that Republicans in general are affiliated with licensed physicians spreading COVID misinformation. These dudes are like the left-wing medical QAnon. Like, they're fucking quacks. In another recent example, NLFD posted a clip from 2017 accusing Rand Paul of being in cahoots with Putin. It had previously because that has everything to do with medicine, right? It had previously suggested that Paul should be reported to the medical board for reasons it doesn't identify because he's a good doctor and by all accounts and there's no reason that anybody would actually report him. Then they, they just don't like him because he's a Republican and because he stands against their Lord and Savior Fauci. NLFD has even branched out to opine on political issues totally unrelated to the practice of medicine, encouraging the public to report harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members and staff of, to the FBI. NLFD has numerous posts elaborating on its ideas of a right-wing Republican-led conspiracy to spread disinformation. It uses the phrase disinformation pipeline to describe an, an alleged... Excuse me. <clears throat> To describe an alleged process by which Republicans in state legislatures deliberately harm public health by institutionalizing disinformation through, for example, passing laws that shield doctors from discipline or controversial COVID treatments. It claims that the overall Republican agenda is to create fear, animosity, and victimhood amongst supporters, whipping up anti-science, anti-government sentiment, making them more likely to take up arms against the government. It has asserted that all COVID disinformation doctors are inextricably tied to Trump. <laughs> Told you, it's a fucking brain bug. Many of NLFD's conspiracy theories are quite dark and disturbing. In recent retweeted, it recently retweeted a thread from its own Nick Sawyer, which argues that the United States is currently in the midst of a civil war, which goes unrecognized because it is an information war. Another recent tweet exhorts, this is an information war, a battle for the truth, and every American is a soldier. Get up to speed and start fighting for evidence-based reality. This one is going to do this for us. No one is going to do this for us. NLFD's primary weapon in this imagined information war is censorship, but it also advocates for criminal prosecution and expression for expression of wrong ideas. It frequently encourages its followers to report physicians to their medical board, even if they have no relationship with them. It also frequently calls on Twitter to deplatform accounts it feels say anything that are untrue. But it goes even further, tagging the FBI and posting a link to the FBI tip line, asking its followers to report people for alleged misinformation. These people are fucking insane. Like, this is this is Antifa and BLM of the medical community. This is that shit crazy. It tags the United States Department of Justice Criminal Division in its tweets. It calls its targets a threat to national security. And LFD erroneously claims that under current California law, a physician can be criminally prosecuted for any untrue statement. And LFD wants to go far beyond having medical boards discipline licensed physicians. They want to see their enemies in jail. 
always that's always the end of it. like they want you dead and broke and in jail they don't and nothing short of that is acceptable they want you completely removed from society Against this backdrop of NLFD's other public statements, it's hard to imagine how Sawyer managed to sound sincere when he told the Senate committee, this bill is not supposed to cause problems with physicians' free speech around academic discussion. This bill will allow the medical board to discipline doctors who say things like the vaccines cause AIDS or that the vaccines are killing more patients than COVID, using manipulated data, or that the vaccines are implanting microchips so the government can track you. I'm all for academic debate, in fact, we wouldn't be where we are today without robust academic debate, but that's not what this is about. The really funny thing about that is like nobody in the physician community was saying any of that stuff. That was all the like actual conspiracy theorists. No, there were no physicians saying that. Make no mistake, Assembly Bill 2098 is not just about protecting patient safety. Uh, is not just about protecting patient safety. That is why one member of the Medical Board of California warned that the bill would be counterproductive to the board's mission. Assembly Bill 2098 was not the brainchild of the Assembly Member of Assembly Member Lowe or any other California lawmakers. It's part of an effort to enact similar policies around the country, sparked in large part by a declaration from the Federation of State Medical Boards in July 2021. California is often described as a bellwether. As California goes, so goes the nation. That saying rings especially true with respect to Assembly Bill 2098. Given that this is a test case for the national movement that, that governor and that Governor Gavin Newsom has obvious presidential aspirations. The bill will become law on January 1st unless the governor vetoes by September 30th. And even then, the Democrats who voted for the bill have sufficient numbers to override a veto. Then we will discover whether our high courts still uphold the principle of free speech or whether they will allow themselves to be co-opted by the soldiers fighting to be the arbiters of truth. It's only a matter of time before they use this to strip somebody of their license, and then it's going to get, uh, it's going to go to court, and the bill is going to get kicked up to the Supreme Court. And as I said earlier, um, and if you go and look at what's in the bill, it's way too vague. There's there's nothing concrete about this thing. So it's it's a really terrible bill just on its face. And the very clear and egregious violations of the First Amendment. There's no way this thing would hold up uh, if it went to the Supreme Court. So like ho hopefully, like I'm not cheering for any doctors to lose their lose their license or lose their job. But hopefully the state of California gets pretty aggressive with this thing and does try to go after somebody and they do take it to to court and it gets bumped to the Supreme Court because there's with the magnitude of a bill like this, like there's no way they're going to this is going to be decided at a at a state level. Like it's it's going to get kicked to the Supreme Court and and from there, it'll definitely get shot down like there's especially with the current iteration of the Supreme Court that we have. There's there's no way this thing survives. But it's pretty fucking scary that and and this NLFD, like the way that they have mobilized and have really pushed forward with basically the aggressive cancel culture style of doing things that that you see from 
everything on the left, like if you don't agree with them 100% on everything all the time, they want to physically remove you from society, period. You should not, you should be muzzled and caged. They don't want you to have anything to do with society. And that's what they're doing with this. Like that's that's the whole point of this bill is to if you do not agree with us a hundred percent of the time on a hundred percent of everything, then we are going to strip you of your livelihood. It's fucking disgusting. And if you don't believe we're in an actual war with these psychopath motherfuckers, what else do you need to see? Like the last two years should have shown you. And there were there were those of us who have been saying it for a lot longer than that. Like the war with the left is a real war. And if you don't acknowledge that and understand that, like you have to stand up and fucking fight. You have to be a voice. You cannot sit on the sidelines. And uh, the time to sit around and say somebody else will take care of this passed a long time ago. Now it's time to fucking do something about it. Start out by sharing this kind of stuff with your friends. Like people who are on the fence, who aren't really sure, who maybe have some questions about uh, the shots that they got, who maybe weren't real comfortable with continuing to get booster after booster after booster after booster after booster, who maybe aren't feeling quite the way they used to. Share this stuff with them. Be like, look, this isn't about science. This isn't about actual conversation this is about full and total conformity what do we need to do to show you that that there is a definite right and wrong side in this fight and we want you to be on the right side we want you we want you to stand for freedom of speech and for actual science not for the pseudoscience that is uh, expert opinion Rally people around this stuff because it, it's only going to get crazier for here. Like this is, it's, you know, it says, you know, California is the bellwether state for some of these things. And if this, if this will fly in California, then all of the other incredibly progressive woke states are going to start trying to implement similar things. And once they start to try and implement similar things, it's only a matter of time before Congress the Democrats in Congress get the idea that, hey, maybe we should try to push something like this through, too. At the same time, that's where you're going to see states like Florida and Texas and more Republican states start to put in stuff that's to counteract this, to make sure that this uh, can't go into effect in their states. And that's when you're going to start seeing the mass exodus, like like you've seen a, a mass exodus from California and uh, and New York, like the, the really liberal states have had a mass exodus during all of the COVID stuff because people were fed up with a lot of the lockdowns and other bullshit taxes going through the roof, everything else that's been going on. People have been fleeing. Now, if this starts to really become a thing, this could be where you see the full on collapse of the medical field in blue States because doctors will leave and go somewhere that, they can practice medicine without having to worry about losing their license for 
simply disagreeing with a mass mandate or something. Interesting times. Interesting times indeed. Hope you got a little bit of something out of this. Hope you're enjoying the me reading shit uh, series that I'm doing. I will be back with a new one uh, next time. I haven't decided which one I'm going to do just yet. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not going to tease anything yet because I don't know which direction I'm going. Uh, in the meantime, hope everybody has a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I will be back whenever with a new one of these. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Don't forget to head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check out our longest and most favorite sponsor, Carlos Vanessa Abelar and Paloma Verde CBD. Get all of your CBD needs, and you get 10% off your order of $75 or more, plus anything over $75 is free shipping. So head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com to get all your CBD needs. Have a good week, everybody.